what up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 254. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy. We talk about the Patreon merch shop, April Fool's Day, a little Nas X, tennis, Michigan, fines, freedom of speech, football, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. Hello, hello. Uh, here in the glorious month of April. Damn, already. The month of fools. Um, real quick, before we talk about April Fool's Day, um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash podcastmo. Go there, give us any amount of money, and get early access to the podcast. Uh, if you give enough, you can be a co-producer like my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall the Darmanishta Bear, and it's your boy H2.com. And um, yeah, you would be fuck you're like top-notch cool people if you do that shit. And then also we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. Go there and and get some shirts. Hell yeah, I'm wearing mine right now. It's, oh yeah. It's one of my favorite shirts. It's comfy. It doesn't shrink, fade, right? All that good shit. The premium, premium quality. Um. All right. So April Fool's Day happened. The time of us recording this yesterday, I didn't really see anything. It was like the it was the slowest non foolsiest April Fool's Day. I I don't witnessed. think people's in the mood to joke around <laughs> after this last fucking year. I guess because I'm kind of like you. No one really even busted out any jokes on me. Tried to trick me all day. I mean, of course. I mean, I was at work and I was pretty fucking busy, but. Yeah, it was just a normal day. Right. All I kept seeing were people, uh, and, you know, on Twitter, because I have a lot of uh, producer Twitter shit that pops up, of being like, I just got my first placement with Drake. And then it was, like, so obvious that you're like, well, you probably didn't because you're not that good, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And then, uh, you know, then you go in their comments, and like, it's April Fool's Day. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just I can't imagine. I think I one, something about getting fired or some bullshit. I don't know. Right. But it's very, very little. Normally... Yeah, well, like companies do shit and video game companies. I didn't that see do Harley shit. shit. Like I thought, seriously, like one fucking meme. Right. Very very little. Um. All right. The biggest news, maybe not the biggest news. A lot of shit that happens. Um. I will say since the last time I had a podcast with uh, Skinny, that the boat got out of the canal. So we were talking about that boat last time, and then before our episode even came out, the boat finally got out of the canal in the Suez Canal. So. Oh, that big ass thing that's trying to wedge through there? Yeah. Well, it was, it got got pushed by a storm or something, and then it just, yeah, blocked the whole motherfucking thing. And um, eventually they dug out a little spot, and then the high tide came, and then they pushed it, and then it got stuck again, but kind of out of the way. And then I think they finally got it going. So, hell yeah. uh, Update on the Suez Canal boat shit. Um, But Lil Nas X, I don't know if you've seen this. That's been my favorite news story of the week. Uh, so Lil Nas X, for people that don't know, he's the rapper, country singer guy who made um, Old Town Road. I mean, I'd still call him a rapper, but I mean, he, that was a country song. And uh, he made a lot of money because he was independent artist. You know, with that when that shit blew up, I mean, he just got to keep up. He has so much money. It's good for him. Now, his next, I mean, he had some songs after that as well. So it's not like this is his next thing. You know, he had an album that had that the song was on with some other songs like Cardi B and some shit like that. Um, so anyway, but I would say. 
real quick before we get into the, his Satan shit, he did cultivate a following of children fans with that song, even if he didn't mean to. I mean, he was performing in kindergarten. Yeah. And, you know, he had little kids being his fans and he played into it, you know. So I do think that is worth saying for the Satan shit coming up later because a lot of people, I think, leave that part out. Um, so anyway, he puts out this stuff as like promo. Now, as me as an artist, I think this is all brilliant. I don't think anything he's doing is wrong. I'm like, genius. He's a fucking genius. You know, like, you know how many fucking shoes and albums and shit he's about to, and streams he's going to get? Like, yeah. the kid's fucking genius. Um, so anyway, he comes out with this whole, uh, these Nikes that aren't through Nike because now Nike's fucking suing him and trying to stop him. But they didn't really care until conservatives were like, we're going to boycott Nike. And now Nike's going to be like, we actually didn't give you permission and we're suing it. You know, it's a whole thing. Uh, so it came out. There's like 666 limited edition Nike shoes and black and red. And it's uh, with 666 cc's of ink into it and one drop of human blood and you know it's like all this you know demon shit i don't know fucking metal music's been doing this shit for since like what the 80s or whatever like yeah. this isn't new and so he really played into it and then it all the song drops you know in the music video and it gets like fucking so many views you know because of all this controversy and um and he's giving the devil a lap dance and then conservatives are like pissed about that and so i love the responses of like what so a gay man wouldn't give the devil a lap dance because little Nas x is gay you know like so you're like in a conservative Christian's world, he is going to hell and then he's being a gay man in hell. Like, how are you mad about that? He's literally doing what he's you, taking you on, raising y'all one motherfuckers. Right. Find something else to bitch about. <laughs> That's how it, I view it. Like it ain't, it ain't phasing him. He's going to fuck with y'all. Yeah. So I just now I don't I don't necessarily think the song is like good or anything. You know, it's not my shit, but that's not the point. The point is. He's going to get paid for all those streams. From Anyone? a marketing standpoint, the motherfucker did everything he needed to do to get fucking paid. Right. And that's what capitalism is about. It ain't about the feelings. It's about whether you fucking got paid or not. Right. Motherfucker I, got paid. He's I agree. getting paid. Now, again, uh, the, there's this other argument that comes up with it all of like, well, children are going to watch it, you know, because he has children fans. I'm on like the, you know, Eminem's been saying it forever of like, it's on the parents to make sure they don't listen to my music, you know, like Eminem doesn't have to, shouldn't have no. to censor his shit because like, and the same thing here, like it is not up to the artist to make sure the kids don't listen to him. Quite frankly, we parent a little bit different. I'd rather let them listen to it and fucking sit down and explain it. Have right. a, have, we have, we have conversations about shit. That's why my kids don't act like I did in fucking college, you know, because I've told them all my mistakes. I told them shit I've done wrong, everything pretty much. And they don't want to do that shit. Right. So I'm just, just be honest with your kids, man. I mean, yeah, the more you try to hide from kids, the worse they're going to try to be when they get out on their own. They're right. going to have to find out on their own. And they're going to get blindsided. So I'm teaching my kids fucking street shit, regular shit, education shit. I mean, everything they need, might need to know. I'm letting them know what life really throws at them. Right. I mean, I think that is a, a good strategy. I think it also, you have to be the right, probably personality and the kids have to have the right person after that to all work. Um, like I will say I was really close with my folks up until I started smoking pot. And so I think my mom would look at that or any other person, you know, from the outside is like, oh, yeah, it's cause you know, marijuana made you secretive or whatever. And it was like, no, my mom would have beat my ass. Yeah. Been like real mad. I would have like, they would have took my car. They would have took my phone. Like I would have lost everything. So like, even now she's like, why didn't you just tell me? And I was like, cause you would have been pissed. Oh and, yeah. I would have lost absolutely everything too. Right. And she was like. Well, yeah, I would have been mad. I'm like, so I didn't. And she's like, and that's the only reason? And I said, yeah. 
I don't, what do you, like, it's not that hard. Like, people act like kids or like there's something, they'll really trust you. And I'm like, no, if you're going to be mad at me, I was like, fuck that. There's this thing, <laughs> I don't know, like, these kids now don't think they have to have, there was a certain amount of respect. Like, my mom didn't want me to do certain things, but if I wanted to do it, you know, I didn't do it anywhere around her where she'd be able to find out. I would I would hide that from her. I mean, I, th- I thought that was, you know, maybe that was me being a bad kid, but I thought it was kind of being respectful to her. Right. Just, you know, I mean, but now kids are just like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to do what I want. I at least still like, even to this day, I try to watch my mouth around my mother. Right. I, I cuss like a freaking sailor. But if I'm around mom, I really try to watch it. And if I do, I apologize. And I mean, I still try to go her way because it's her house. She raised me, you know, it's just a little respect thing for me. Right. I'll cuss a lot in front of my parents, um, but they typically laugh at it. You know, like they find yeah. it like I, I normally spice it up in a fun way. Um, and it is just the way I talk. But yeah, if I had kids around, maybe I'm sure I would try to not, you know, as much. Um, but yeah, if I'm with my folks, I'll just like fuck this and fuck that. I tell and, my kids are color, colorful adjectives. It makes the story better. Right. Um, depending on your audience. So anyway, we'll see what happens with Lil Nas X. Like, I'm curious to you know what his next song is. What his next? Maybe he goes gospel. Maybe pulls a Kanye and does a, does a gospel album. He ought to just flip flop, go like <laughs> Satanism, Buddhism. Well, I think it would be just funny to see how many people would claim him. They'd be like, "Yep, he's been saved. He's come back from the devil, and we will op- we welcome with open arms." You know, and that's how the narrative would be. I mean, my uh, prediction, I guess. Um, all right, I don't have a whole lot of shit. But- on my list, I have a couple more things. Do you have anything that happened this week? Well, it's my son's birthday today on this very day we're recording, April 2nd. Happy 18th birthday, son. Uh, I'm going to take him on a guided fishing trip tomorrow. I'm going to fish for some strippers. I've been telling him I'm going to get him strippers all week. You know, you right. know, I have a whole thing I don't enunciate well, so I told him he just misunderstood. Mm, right. So he likes fishing and he has no clue. But I think it's going to be a good time. Went and watched him play a little tennis today. He did all right. Hell yeah. One of his plants and spoiled kids from Heritage Hall. They facially annoyed me. Yeah. I've they anytime look, I've seen Heritage Hall people. They look like they belong on a country club somewhere. Right. They do not fit in with Oklahoma. Mm-mm. This is true. I mean, it was very apparent in just the tennis clothes they wore. Mm, I see. See, I've never actually witnessed a, a tennis match like in person because, you know, they didn't have tennis at my school. We had tennis courts at my school, and then me and my friends for a couple months took it up, you know, and got real good at it, but we didn't even know what the lines meant. We'd done the exact opposite when it was like, wherever you have to make it in that, whatever square, when you're serving, yeah. we were like, can't hit that square. It has to be anywhere. Like right. we just didn't know. And, um, but yeah, I enjoy tennis when I watch it and I'm sure it would be still exciting. Well, even on a lower I level. got my wife and then his, uh, uncle and his wife showed up and, uh, we're talking back and forth. They didn't understand the scoring. I'm trying to explain it. To right. Them. It goes 10, 15, 15, 30, 30 40, 40. And then 50. And then it's kinda. they say add it. And then if they tie at 40, they say deuce. They have to win by two. Right. Just go and play then, some Wii Tennis. And if they get the next point, they get they they say add in, and then the next point wins. But if they lose that point, it's add out. The other team has the advantage. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really confusing. And then you have to go to six, and then... The best, the first one to six wins the match, and then best two out of three matches, or some shit like yeah, that. I mean, I only really know. But anyways, we was kind of talking. Colton made a good play. And we kind of yeah, and the coach was like, "Yeah, we gotta kind of wait till breaks." You know, we got a little tennis etiquette. I guess it's kind of like golf. 
You don't talk, you know, you can't mac and roll it up out there. All right, bullshit. So I guess, you know, I'm a football player, man. I'm fucking loud and proud and fucking he made a good play. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, that's frowned upon. Do they just not want the game to be fun? It's frowned upon, man. Apparently, while they're volleying back and forth, you can't be cheering. I think that's bullshit. I think golf's bullshit that you can't cheer. I mean, I think that should just all be part of it. It's like, guess what? If you're a professional, and I guess these are these are high school players, or whatever, like, just in general, like the crowd. You know, like, I just think a crowd should be a part of it. Like, if someone makes a good play, you should be able to go, yeah. Right. And I think people can feed into that, you know, the but player. And apparently, you got to wait until like they're in between serves and shit. Weird. Uh, I mean, coach was real respectful about it. He was just trying to educate. Yeah, yeah. And it was mainly the aunt behind me talking. I see. And she's from Michigan, and she said something in, like, court or something. I was like, God damn, you Michigan fuckers sound like Canadians. <laughs> yeah, they do. Pow Wow's whole family's from Detroit. They let you know very quickly, um, you know, because everything's better. Anyone I've ever met from Detroit or Michigan is like, Oh, but these aren't like the chips they make in Michigan. They have the so-and-so brand chips. And you're like, cool. And they're like, oh, they make these other special sodas in Michigan. And that's how Pow Wow's whole family is. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. And I look at this particular group and I was like, that's why 15 of y'all left Flint, Michigan 10 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there was a group of them that came down here. They're not like all together or nothing. Say, but I mean, Pow Wow's grandparents. One of them has a concrete company. One of them. Pow Wow's grandpa's a concrete company. It's crazy. That's so. what they do. Um, but yeah, they've lived here for fucking 30 years. And all they do is talk about how great fucking Michigan is. And I'm buzzing my mind. Yeah, people that say Detroit's fine. That's, uh, according to the statistics I see, I'm glad it's called bullshit. Statistics are terrible about fucking Detroit. I think they've gotten better since everyone left. Um, because they, like, there's not as many people and that even every time I see videos, it just looks trashy. Right. Well, Detroit and Toronto, I believe that's I'm correct on those two cities. They're like really close, I believe, right next to each other. And like gun deaths. Uh, and this is more of an American thing versus a Canadian thing, probably because Cana- things people don't really take into account is Canada has like pretty close to similar gun laws as America. There's hunters there and everything else that we have, but they have like no gun deaths and shootings and shit. So there is something like going on, you know, here probably. And in uh, Toronto and Detroit are so close and it's like night and day on their gun deaths, you know. And so it's like somehow you can look at that shit and figure out like what the fuck are they doing wrong? So. Uh, Anyway, shout out Detroit, I guess, for any Detroit listeners. I don't think we have any, though. Um, Something I saw that happened in North Carolina. um, I didn't read the whole thing about it, but just in general, the idea of it was crazy. In North Carolina, you can take a six-year-old to court. That's the youngest you can take someone to court. And so some kid, I don't know a race in the scenario, um, but uh, some kid was waiting for their school bus, and they picked a tulip out of this woman's garden. And this woman has taken the six-year-old to court, and they had to go to court. Are you fucking kidding me? It wasn't like thrown out for it got there. It's like they're going through Fuck with Fuck, someone call Judge Judy and have her intervene? <laughs> I know. That's... Like, this is a bullshit case, and she's going to tell that lady how to fucking where to put her tulip. Right. she go, you know what? Put it behind your fence. You don't want to touch it? Put it behind your fence. You know, something like that. Uh, yeah, I just read that. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of the problem in America. And I've been listening to this podcast called uh, Revolutions, and- the first season of it's like 23 episodes. It's really fucking long. I should have no other podcast to listen to. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna learn some history. And it's all about the English revolution. The first season is, um, there was this King Charles guy and then he got beheaded. And now there's like, you know, everyone's fighting for power and all this shit. Um, but one of the things that 
kind of happened during this King Charles's reign is he started seeing like they used to have, you know, fines for shit, just like we have fines for, you know, laws you break now. And instead, the fines weren't actually in place for him to make people not do the things. He was fine if you broke the laws as long as you paid the money because they needed the money. It's like right now, it'd be like if cops, they don't care if you speed, they're going to get $300. You know, like, but if they were nice about it, you know, right, they're not but now. They're dicks. they're dicks. So it's like in this world, it was just like where people started being like, it wasn't the in the nature of the law to be better. It was about getting money out of people. And then how like that's kind of when that all started. And it's that's how I think it is today. I think most cop forces, not all, um, but I think a lot of times they're trying to extort money out of the community by like speed traps. And we're going to sit here because we know people. Well, yeah, because they have quotas. Right. And that's just a, such a backwards way, in my opinion, of how to run police. But again, I haven't studied it. I don't I mean, it's not my area of expertise. Um but it is it just all kind of plays into it. You know, this whole like the cops are against you, citizen. So you better be on your best behavior. I don't pick a flower. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was young, it was like, better watch out. I'm going to go get that cop. Get after you. Yeah. You'd hear stuff like that. And he's like, OK, so every time you see a cop drop right like this, and that's not what it's supposed to be about at all. Well, it's like when they show those videos where like a cop will come to school and to arrest a kid and they think they're doing it to prove some point. And I'm like, that kid will hate cops probably like forever. Yeah. And like what I mean, you get like a traumatic event with a cop in fucking school. Like I don't I don't know, it's crazy. Um something else, this is super random. Um, do you remember that there was a Supreme Court guy that they let in when Trump was president called Brett Kavanaugh and it went to yeah, court forever? Oh my God, how could you forget that stupid shit? Right. So that was a whole thing. And I've been a little curious on like how he's been doing, you know, in court case. And apparently he's like a pretty good justice. You know, I'm saying that as someone who I feel like I'm pretty independent ish these days. And uh, the NCAA football, maybe just NCAA paying athletes or whatever, they finally made it to the Supreme Court. And Brett Kavanaugh, the quotes I was reading, motherfucker was tearing up the NCAA. And it was pretty phenomenal. I was like, damn, this dude's pretty good. Because he was just like, if this is a business, this seems like a one business conspiring with its other competitors in a way not to play their employees and then making a statement that they get to determine what payment is. You know, like he like compared to like if this was another a normal business, yeah. you know, or whatever, and it was just like, damn, he's got them there. You know, like so well, obviously he made a good pick then. If he <laughs> if he does the job he's supposed to be doing and he does it well, well fuck. I mean that is that is what they're there. I mean I do think anyone that becomes uh a Supreme Court justice would probably like just the pressure of like the honor and everything, you'd still like well, no, try to be the best you, you can. You get a handful of cases and everybody's watching those. Right. I mean, uh, or high profiles. I listened to another podcast called Radio Lab this morning, and it was about freedom of speech. I would actually recommend a lot of people listen to it. The whole idea we have of freedom of speech today is different than what it was when America was founded. Originally, it was freedom of speech meant that you could start a printing press or a newspaper or write a book and you didn't have to pay a licensing fee it was literally meant the free a free press you did not have to pay the government to do that stuff um and then it is turned into uh like what it is now you should be allowed to say anything because that's free speech or <laughs> whatever right. right and i'm all for i'm actually all for that i do th- i think everyone should be able to lie on all this shit you know i'm pretty open about it but the reason that term or the idea all started was in the early 1900s there was a supreme court justice and he was 
against all this shit because there was the the vaccine of the fucking early 1900s, you know, and they had the uh, smallpox vaccine came out and this one preacher did not want to take the vaccine. And um, it all in all of the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said, well, he also didn't want to pay the fine for not taking it because it was like, if you didn't take it, you got to pay this fine. And um, he said that was unjust and all this shit and he shouldn't have to. And they basically said, well, it doesn't matter what you think. It's for the good of America, just like it is in anything else. That's why there was some other thing that happened before that where everyone had to sacrifice for America, you know, and so they just saw it like that. Like you do it because it's for the good of everybody. So there, you don't have I mean, pay the money or get the vaccine. And that's kind of how it was really surprising. That's how it ended in this case, because I would have thought that person would have, you know, their own choice. Um, and then after that case, this dude, uh, he was like a 70 year old in fucking Supreme court. You know, he started hanging out with these young new lawyers. They were like kind of cool and hip and he didn't have any kids. And he kind of saw him as like his like adoptive kids and shit. And they kind of got him being a little more liberal leaning in the freedom of speech category. And so eventually as the podcast goes, he, he gets around to like it, this whole idea of the marketplace of ideas where it's like there's a marketplace of ideas and anyone should be allowed to put their free speech out there. And then it's up to people to buy it or not. You know, it's up to the person listening to decide that. And I kind of agree with that, even though it's like a hundred year old thing. And now people are like, I don't know if that should be right. Like that was all in this podcast. But I was like, I don't know. I kind of like that. I, that whole idea, you know, and then eventually goes on to like, what about the listener's rights? And the listener has the right to not want to hear things. And I'm like, I don't know. That's too far for me. Just fucking shut your ear walk away. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't, I just don't think how would you even know if no one wanted to hear you? You know, I don't know, but uh, that's where this whole idea that we now currently think of freedom of speech comes from. As this guy said in something where he disagreed with all other uh, justices where he said, you know, there should be a marketplace of ideas and everyone should be able to put their thoughts out there. And it's up to you, know, even if you don't believe it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I think that makes sense to me. Cool. You can say whatever you want to me. My whole problem with people that's usually screaming, uh, I got free speech and they're up in your face cussing. The proximity needs to be a profounded rule because if someone is this fucking close to my face yelling and screaming, I'm threatened at that point. I'm going to go ape shit and beat their ass. Oh, yeah. There should definitely be a personal bubble. Like if someone. But, but most of the time I see what these people are arguing. Saying, I got free speech. They're about this far from people's faces yelling and pointing. And I don't say that too often. I normally well, see people on the Internet talking about free speech. Shit, but well, um, there should be a proximity law. For sure. For sure. I think if someone gets in your some sort of space, you should be oh, able fuck to. It. Let's just keep it six foot. Six foot to death. Six foot quarantine. For whatever reason, that reminded me of protests. <laughs> uh, the protest, you know, saying people get in your face. And uh, I saw another story this week. I didn't write it down of, fuck, I wish I remember what city it was in, where one cop was undercover with the protesters because he was supposed to be taking down who was breaking shit. That was like his assigned job that night and then these other cops and all of their videotapes and video cameras came out where they were the whole time i can't wait till we get the fuck up these protests are you know like they clearly were violent toward you know they wanted to go fight and beat the fuck out of these protesters and um they beat the fuck out of their own undercover cops they know who he was like guy had like multiple surgeries they settled for like 10 million dollars with the city or some shit to drop the case um I would not drop the case ever. I would, you know, if that, if it, if I ever get beat by the cops and I mean, I'm five, ten million dollars, whatever it was, would be a lot of money. I would still be like, I kind of want to ruin everyone's whole life. You know, like, I don't know. I'm just too vindictive on that shit, but it's, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like they just, so it's crazy when you see that, you know, a cop 
in the tax and undercover cop I always think that's a crazy story. He's like, how do y'all not know? How do you not know them or know well, who's under, Because they got too many rats. They don't know who's going to tell. <laughs> the, the undercover operations are very few people know. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. I mean, it's a very small department. But, so. I mean, the guy, you know, the, the cop that was beat, uh, he, you know, his whole statement was like, I... I wasn't doing, you know, I obviously wasn't doing anything. You know, I was there to take notes of who was <laughs> doing stuff. So, like, they just came up, threw me to the ground and started beating the shit out of me. Like, there was no... So that's unnecessary. Right. And I think that's the thing. Like, there's uh, like I said, an like, unnecessary even, amount of violence. Even when you say in protest, it's like, I see people standing toe-to-toe. I, that's not peaceful. Not sitting there within a foot of each other yelling and screaming. I can feel spit, you know, hit. Right. That's not peaceful to me. I'm, I, I just keep thinking of all these uh, podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts these days. One uh, you just mentioned the protest. I was listening to this one about the protesters in New York City. There was like three different ones. And they have different techniques. And like some of them are kind of like, you know, like there's no place for that, you know, and they, they're more of like, we're making a block party. It's all about coming together as a community and we'll do Those dances cool. and music or whatever. And yeah, it's like there's like one group there. And then there's another extremist guy. He was one of the ones that blocked the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. One like where they all went and blocked traffic. And I don't him, think he's like, be able to do that either. But his goal, and this was interesting, he wanted to be attacked by police. He goes, our goal is to make the police so mad that they'll attack us. And like he's saying this shit in the interview. And I'm like, oh, I think that kind of totally changes my opinion <laughs> you know like but yeah. but in his mind he's like because that's what has to be done no other way we get this accomplished without that and so you know it kind of gave uh it was on this american life it was i don't remember which episode but if anyone's curious and um i don't know it's just an interesting thing how even the people on the ground because all three of these people are on the same group called i don't remember what the fuck their names were but whatever their group was there and now they've all broken up because they all disagreed on how to handle it they were like no that's not the way you know and other people's like we got to do it this way and so uh, it's got to be hard to lead these revolutions, you know, in the Not streets it. and shit. But so I guess it's part of our privilege. I don't, I know it's, I mean, it sounds fucked up, but there's just never been anything that's, uh, I've been super passionate to where I like getting the I streets. Was, even if I was, I wouldn't, I would be at work or something. Typically. I mean, like, let's talk today. But, you know, I'm not going to go like, all right, today, because I care so much about, uh, how we need paternity leave. You know, I'm going to go sit at the Capitol since I have today off work, you know, or like I would yeah. never do that. Like it just uh, I don't mean I'm not politically mind enough. Even if I think I cared a great deal, I would still be like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. I'm like, I don't I'm going to sit out there, get hot, sweaty and fat. And ain't no one going to listen to me. Right. Like, what's this all for? But I'm glad people exist out there. They do do it for all the good shit, you know. But um, for me, I just yeah, it's not my personality, I guess. Yeah, I don't think I would enjoy that setting anyway. Um, all right. The last thing I had on my list was I had a teacher this week. I didn't really appreciate it because uh, I work at a school. Basically, want me to convince this kid not to play football, and then I was like, "Well," and I didn't. I didn't necessarily convince him one way or the other. I just was like, "Well, what's the deal? He's already tore his ACLs or something in both knees, and he's in junior high." And I was like, "Okay, I'll be honest. I don't think you maybe shouldn't." I was like, "I don't know." I go, "If you had already have two surgeries and you're like in ninth grade, like that's pretty early." But I mean, if you like it. You know, I think it's up to this. Goddamn. I mean, so he's a ninth grade, so that'd be about 15 years old. Nah, a little younger, probably. But well, well, maybe 14, 15. Yeah. 14, 15. Yeah, you're right. They're letting people make sex changes at earlier ages. And he can't make a choice to play football? He can make a choice. Well, I'm just saying, you know I mean? But people are trying to convince him because, oh, because this happened. I mean, that's not guaranteed. Look at Adrian Peterson. He can make stronger. 
I mean, it played a big role, a big factor in the reason I didn't or I ended up quitting football because I started every year on, you know, both sides of football, or whatever like side that makes me fairly decent in a small school. Um, but Rusty tore both some tendons in both of his knees. I watched him do it one his sophomore year and once his junior year. And I was like, that sucks. And I watched him all hooked up to that fucking machine both years in a row, you know, and I was like, damn. And uh, my knees are always hurt all the time. And I learned this because I didn't do squats correctly. I did it with all knees and, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, I, I, I thought about that shit when I was younger. I was like, yeah, that would suck for that to happen. But then I just told the kid, I never think about high school or no, that's junior fine. Why I waited so long to get my foot surgery because I didn't want to miss football. Right. Yeah, I think you probably should have got it. I should have done it. Yes, you, you <laughs> are 100% correct. I made the wrong decision, but you know what? That was my decision. Right. And I got a good 13 fucking years of football. You know, I mean, I had a good, great fucking time. Right. I mean, I should have done things different where I could make a little more money in my older age. But you know what? I had fun. Right. So the reason I didn't play in high school was said Rusty. And then I told a story before. And then I remember at this time when Rusty used to listen to this podcast. And he uh, was like, I do remember that. When one kid pissed in another kid's helmet. Because people were always doing that shit to each other. And I, that really like rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, fuck, I don't want people to mess with my shit. Cause I'm just, and now that I know how much, how introverted I am and shit, I didn't realize that's what, how I was when I was in high school. Cause my mom was like forcing me to do everything and be like active and shit. Now that I got to make my own decisions, I was like, guess what? I decide to do nothing. Um, but at the time I was like, really hated the idea of people going through your shit. So some kid pissed another kid's helmet. And then that kid went and got an ax out of his truck and then chased the other kid around with the fucking ax. And I was, and it was like one of those days, the junior high kids were practicing with the high school kids sort of scenario. And it was like, fuck that. I ain't trying to be, have any part of this shit. What the fuck? Y'all had a weird field house, man. Right. And then I remember every, even in junior high, like you try to take a shower and everyone would look at your dick and shit and want to talk about your dick. And I'd be like, why is everyone talking about each other's dicks? Like, it is very odd to me. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a big thing where I was from either. Yeah. So I just, I remember I didn't enjoy the atmosphere. Of it. The people that didn't want to take the shower, you knew who they was. They skipped the fucking showers. Right. I just fucking said, fuck it. I mean, I was a little nervous first, and I finally said, fuck it. Just went in there and showered, minding my own business. Went. Right. Never was a thing. Right. Uh, and then uh, I almost. I always wear sandals, though. Right. <laughs> you have to. Uh, I almost came back and played my senior year, and I would have. Uh, I actually got back in athletics my junior year, like the last semester, to do like weightlifting and track and all that shit. And then I was signed up to be in athletics, but then like two weeks before school, they were like, hey, you qualify to do college classes. Do you want to do concurrent enrollment? And I said, yes. And so you have to drop athletics. I was like, fuck it. I don't care. And then I was, from that moment on, I was checked out of Warwick, Oklahoma. I was like, I'm in college classes. I only go to school half a day. Hell I'm yeah. fucking out of here. And that's all right. Smoke a pot and being cool and shit. Um, oh, I have an update on my parents. I don't think I told you about it. Their liquor store thing, right? It's a good news, bad news scenario. Um, their liquor store got completed. You know, it's built. It exists uh, down in Warwick, Oklahoma. And like the day after it gets built, they get the news, which is good news that my dad qualified for long term disability. So he'll have it for the rest of his life, which is great. You know, this is a great, great thing. Um, but now he can't work more than four hours a day at an hour of a job or whatever, or else he loses it. So my mom's like, we can't have him lose it because this is a big fucking deal that he got it. So he's going to be working part time at his own liquor store and they're going to have to now hire people. It's going to become a whole like a lot more stressful. Right. And so maybe they'll try to sell it eventually. I don't know. My mom was like, you know, they done it as a backup plan because they didn't really think he was going to qualify. But setting his rocker, not telling nobody. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, my mom's very by the book. So, I mean, we got plenty of family members that don't got that don't fucking work. 
Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but bless your parents. I can't depend on them to show up either. Right. Exactly. So my mom <laughs> has a cousin on her side that has actually worked at a liquor store before. So I think she's going to. I think he lives somewhere around there. So they're trying to work something out. I told her if they paid me enough and I could convince Coopy, I would come try to work their liquor store. But I don't really think I could convince Coopy to move anywhere close to there. So she get a teaching job in Warica. I mean, she get one anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. But um, I mean, I try not to put pressure on her because I hate looking for a new job. I hate it more than anything in the world. Oh, like, I don't me know too. so much. Do not enjoy. And actually, uh, car buying. I think the car salesmen are more corrupt than politicians. I've, I'll never go back to a car lot, probably, chances are, unless I'm just balling someday. I'm like just I go in there it. and they start talking. I just end up turning around, walking out damn there every time. Right. That's hey, what you got to do. If I ever went to a car lot, I would go to Maurice Wortham because he's my homie from college. and I see he's doing big things at whatever car lot he's at. One of these days, I'm going to walk in with a pocket full of cash, let them treat me like shit, and then set it on a table and be like, y'all fucked up. Get a see pretty woman on. Let's see. There's an episode of The Office where yeah. a pretty woman's uh, a place because he comes in dressed as a farmer and they won't sell anything yeah. to him. He comes back all dressed fancy. It's good stuff. Um, all right. What's your favorite TV show before we go out? Because on the next episode, me and Soko are talking about our top 10 favorite TV shows. All right. Sir. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. I think that's, I don't know if that's on his list. We already recorded it, but he at least, he mentions it. So it is a good one. It is good. But all right. Peace, man. Peace.